0: Love Talk Radio.
1: your host, Ms. Mocha, and tonight our guest is Brian L. King, author, CEO, and founder of King for Life Publications. So I'm going to bring him on so we can get started. Hello.
2: Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing very good.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to have you on We've been tweeting back and forth, so um, I'm excited. I got my questions ready, and uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> so um, I'm
2: definitely ready. <laughs> good,
1: great, 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 great. Okay, so tell me about you as a writer. Did, have you always been a writer from childhood, or did you start at a late age? How did the book thing come come? How did that start?
2: Actually, I was a late bloomer as an author. Um, basically, how I got started was I'm an acting. I've been in the Screen Actors Guild since 2003. And, you know, as an actor, you're always reading scripts. You're reading this. You're reading that. And, you know, to get a better understanding of what's going on, you have to read. So as I read and read and read, you know, I came to the conclusion that, I wanted to dare write. When I wrote my first book, I wasn't really that serious about publishing it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had the manuscript and I sent it out to a few people and everybody was saying, wow, that's a really good book. You really should get this published. You should be making money off of this. You know, and at Mm. first I thought it was kind of like a joke. And then after a while, you know, I kind of started thinking about it and dwelling on it. And I was like, well, you know
0: what? They are
2: right. I should be making money off of this. So it was kind of like finding my niche somewhere in the entertainment industry, you know, um, exploring a different avenue. And I really loved the fact of uh, writing books and, you know, meeting new people, meeting book clubs, and, you know, really entertaining people. So, you know, after my first book and, you know, a lot of people supported me and everything and it felt really good, you know, I decided to continue on writing books.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um. Sounds wonderful. Um. I'm excited. I got some really good questions for you.
0: I've been um
1: looking. No, I'm serious. You know, I I get, yeah, I get excited about my guests and what they're doing and their um. Different books. I've been looking at the three titles that you have on your website. Anyway, okay. So um. What. How did the publishing company, since you started that in January 2011. Yes. So that how did that about, come about?
2: Well, you know, I um, I was looking for a publisher because I my first book I self-published it with um, Trafford out of Canada. And they were nice, but I felt like something was missing. And, you know, they were kind of expensive. It took me a while to get my books. Like I would buy books from them, and, you know, it would take like about six weeks, eight weeks to get my books. And, you know, so I switched over to Lulu. I mean, they were a little bit cheaper. They were a little bit faster. But yet I still felt like I really wasn't, you know, really hitting that mark. And so I started exploring um different publishers, mainstream publishers, and, you know, I, I sent out to a lot of people. I got some feedback, got some replies and stuff. And granted, you know, being an actor, I know there's a lot of no's before you get to the yeses. But mm-hmm. I
0: don't
2: know. I guess I just kind of got patient, impatient with it. And I, I decided to start my own publishing for one, because I don't have to wait for anybody. I don't have to wait for this. I don't have to wait for that. I can do it, you know. And two, I had this vision that also wanted to help other people because there's a lot of other um, aspiring authors and stuff that are out there, and they would love to have their book published. They want to have their book out there on bookshelves. They want to do book signings. They want to do events and stuff, you know. So why should you sit there and wait for something that may not ever happen when you can take control of your own destiny and your own life and your own purpose and get out there and, you know, really have some fun with it? So. I created King for Life Publications not only for me but for other aspiring authors to get out there, and I can help them, you know, promote their books and, you know, set up book club meetings and book signings at different stores and everything like that. So it was really a pleasure um, starting King for Life Publications, you know, and, um, you know, I have a lot of fun with it. You know, it's um, it's not like I'm stressed out and I'm serious or anything like that. I mean, I really enjoy doing it. It's like I'm having fun. And I'm making a few dollars on the side at the same time. So.
1: Mm. <laughs> that always so
2: helps. i like publications taking off and being around for a very long time.
1: Wow. Well, okay. So um, I absolutely, um, let me just say this I absolutely love the option of self publishing. I think it is, um, I think it's great. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I had Omar, Omar Tyree on Wednesday, and he was saying how self-publishing is killing uh, the the major publishing companies because people are <laughs> – right, but it's like, people wow. control
2: of their own destiny,
3: yes. Yes, because-
1: but I think it's awesome because then you don't have to – when it comes to that contract, they can get you published and all of this, but with that contract, when you look at them percentages and they get – A large amount of what your book sells, and you get that little bit, and you done did all the work. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like when when I was with Lulu, um, and I did a lot of book signings with Borders and different places, but you know, I realized that when I go to Borders, okay, they buy the books from a distributor like LSI Mm -hmm. or Baker & Teller or what have you. And what it is is when they get the books from them, you go to the store, the books are already there. You're selling the product. You use your gas, your time, your money, wherever you're going to. You do the book signing, you know, and then it's a few months down the road that you get this little small royalties check because, you know, most times you're only going to get about maybe $0.29, $0.30 cents or whatever. And the reason for that, let me explain this to you guys because some of you guys might not know this. Um, mm-hmm. Distributors, they buy the books from the publisher at a reduced rate. Okay, the books might sell in the store for $15. Mm.
0: Let me tell
2: you, they're only paying 5 maybe $6 at the most for those books. And some of them are paying even less than that because they buy such bulk um, numbers of your book. They could be getting it for as low as $2, $3 even though they're still selling it at $15. So that's why your royalties are a lot lower. Usually if you get them, uh, direct, if you buy them directly from the publisher, okay, your royalties should be a little bit higher. But if you buy your books from the publisher and you sell them yourself, okay, now you're really making some money. This is that a lot of people don't really take that initiative or they don't have the money to buy a lot of books or do they have that desire, which everybody should have if they're going to be selling books or being a book author, um, they should really have the desire to go out there and hustle and sell their books because that's where they're going to make the most money at. Right.
1: Wow. Wow. That's great information, and a lot of people need to um, to know that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And, of no, course, I um, learned a lot from teaching myself and learning and asking questions and stuff. Nobody um,
0: taught
2: me anything. And I think Omar Tari was kind of the same way. He was just so aggressive and hustling and everything that he got his own going and, you know, prospered from his hustling. So he was definitely somebody to look up to.
1: And definitely doing it very well. I mean, I looked at his website. It was so informal when it comes to back to the basics of literacy. And reading yeah. and and just yeah, so it's like wow, wow. You definitely um, I commend you for educating yourself uh, throughout the process of self-publishing, going forth and starting your own publishing company, and just just moving forward. I mean, it's it's yeah. not to say I was gonna say it's easy, not to say mm-hmm. it's it's a piece of cake because it's still work. But like he even said on the show. Sometimes you need something to cause you to think. You need something to right. make you work a little harder. Everything shouldn't be so easy, and then I think we appreciate it more right. when we yeah, um, right. yeah put more energy into it. So, um, what would you? What is your okay? What you have in your publishing company? What are the requirements? What do you look for? If there's an um, uh, we have any listeners that are looking to publish their own book or or get published through your company. Let me just say that. Okay. What are your requirements? Um, what do you look at all the way down to the format it needs to be presented in right. and double space or, you know, how many words? Is, yes, do you have yes, a minimum? That, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Um,
2: for, the, for the most part, it doesn't have to be the size of the book that you want it to be. We can always do that later. But um, right. I would prefer Times New Roman, double space. Um Word perfect. Um, my publishing packages start at five ninety nine, which I think is very reasonable.
1: That's great.
2: Um you only need to send in the first few chapters, three or four chapters are good.
0: Um, hmm.
2: you know, I, I like to read just a few chapters of it because, you know, I want to give you feedback. I want to let you know, hey, I think it needs a lot of work or hey, you're on the right track, it just needs to be reformatted a little bit or maybe tweak it this way or tweak it that way. Um, Of course, since you pay, you know, um, I wouldn't turn anybody down, but I would help you and give you advice so that you could turn out the best product possible because if you turn out some trash, um, you know, you don't want that bad name attached to you because – that could be detrimental in the long run. What you want to do is build longevity with your clients that you are providing the service for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, word of mouth is definitely the best way um, to get the knowledge out about your book. So if you're putting out this polished product, you know, people are going to really enjoy what they're reading. You know, mm-hmm. after, I, and I, as much as I hate to say it, there was a few books that I read, and, I mean, I literally tried to forced myself to finish the book and I couldn't finish it just because it was so poorly put together mm, yeah you no know? And and I've read a few dry books but it was together and I did manage to finish it you know mm-hmm. so really you know and, and and take pride in like your cover what type of cover you have because mm-hmm. basically your cover is like your business card that is the yeah. first part of you that is meeting the other person because most times you're not going to be there, especially if it's on a bookshelf, most times you're not going to be there, you know, to meet the person and greet them and tell them, Hey, this is my book, blah blah this, blah, blah, that you know. They're going to pick up the book. And most times when people will look at books on a bookshelf, they go to the most attractive books first. Mm-hmm. That's what they pick up <laughs> that's what they look at. And then from there they should be able to open up to any page and something in there should catch their attention. So from there, then they're going to take it to the counter. They're going to purchase your book. They're going to read the whole book, you know. And then from there, they'll continue to tell other people about your book. Plus, if they get to interact with you, you know, hopefully you should be a a loving, fun person, you know, um, your energy should be high because what you give off to that person um, Mm -hmm. will dictate whether they want to continue to buy your books I mean, you could even have a mediocre book, but they could really like your personality and how you service them and make, you know what, I'll continue to support that person. And I call that customer intimacy. You want to give them more than what they're expecting from you. You know, you can't go in there like a lot of these uh, actors and stuff that I see, you know, how, you know, sometimes I'm on set and, you know, some of them have their nose all turned up in the air and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that was a a real turnoff to me. You know, I'm not even going to name any names because you would probably be disappointed, but, you know, mm-hmm. some of them were a real turnoff to me, and I really liked them as an actor, but as a person, they sucked, and I was just like, ah. you know, and the thing is, you know, if we weren't buying the movies, if we weren't um, going to the movies to see them, buying their DVDs, um, doing certain things to support them, they wouldn't have the millions of dollars that they right. that's in their right pockets if we wasn't supporting them, so they should learn to appreciate the people under them and the fans that's out there yelling their names and stuff. They should learn to appreciate them and not turn their nose up at them because without them, they would be nothing. So I appreciate every single person that buy my book or decide to support me for whatever reason it may be. You know, I'll always be humble to you and I'll always appreciate you.
1: And um, we definitely appreciate that here at um, Black Writer's Face because we, I did <laughs> encounter one guest. Out of all the guests I've had, one guest was Funky. And wow! I was like, you know what, that's okay. They won't be back. And, and that's that. Anything that I do, any events, Any, Because when I have someone on my show, this is me developing a a rapport with this person, developing a a relationship with this person. So guess what? I want to involve you in any events that I have, any um, charity events, anything that we do at Black Rider Space when it comes to author award ceremonies and galas. I'm calling back my guests that I had on the show. But guess what? Won't be calling you back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah
1: i mean it I happens right. it happens everybody's not the same but um uh, except for that one person every other person i had whether they were well known or local they were just awesome great great guests yeah. and that's how i because i'm like wait a minute i had to question myself wait a minute now i treat everybody the same on the show was <laughs> it me <laughs> no it wasn't me but it's okay yeah. it's okay it's yeah. a it
2: it's a part of the learning curve. You're going to run into some ignorant people no matter where you are or what you're doing. If you're dealing with the public, you are going to run into some ignorant people. It's a part of life. Right. Yeah. The, the fact that it's going to happen,
1: don't even take a
2: personal, hey, no, touch the mm-mm. toilet and keep it moving.
1: Um, also, being in the, this field, like you said, you have to be, um pretty much like a people person, you have to be mm-hmm. able to, to relate because you don't know who's read the book you don't know who um you may run into you may you know you don't know who's watching you don't know who's listening so you really have to be careful with that because that may hurt or make your book sales so yes, um, might. I'm to, um I'm going to um' gonna take a quick break and yeah. We'll be right
0: back.
4: Hey, love. You say you need someone to be there for you, to love you all night long. It's kind of funny, but I don't think you have to look no further. Tell me what kind of man would treat this woman so cold. Treat you like you're nothing when you're worth more than gold. Girl, to me, you're like a diamond.
1: Good evening, and we are back. This is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Ms. Mocha, and tonight I have author, CEO, and founder of King for Life Publications, Brian L. King. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your books. Okay. My favorite, i am already see which one I want to purchase. The um, What you said <laughs> about the book covers. I am loving the lies, confessions, and consequences cover.
0: <laughs>
1: that covers off the chain. So just but like you said, you always look at the cover first. I already yes. want that book just for the cover. <laughs> but uh, tell us about that. That what is that about?
2: Well, lies, confessions, and consequences. Um, it's about a mother and daughter, um, Asia and Nikki. They are more than just the best of friends until, well, you know, Deja, she's around that age there where she's a senior. She's getting ready to graduate. You know, she already hit puberty. She's kind of filling the boys a little bit. So, you know, she's trying to find that love that Deja, um not Deja, but Nikki's fiance, Phoenix, is showering her with. She wants that. But, of course, dealing with the little teenage boys, they only got one thing on their mind, you know. So, she's Looking for love in the wrong place. And, you know, she goes through this little particular episode, and, you know, her mother was just blowing it off like, oh, you're a teenager, get over it, it's going to happen more and more. Well, Stasia wasn't feeling it like that. And she felt like her mom was kind of disrespecting her in a sense because she wasn't there for it, and she thought they were a lot closer than that. So she gets a little resentful, and things start to happen, and, um, it gets pretty deep. It gets pretty deep. And okay, um, you don't you have to tell everything. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely be surprised at how it um and I've already had quite a few people um call me up. I've had a few people, you know, um on my Facebook talking about the book and
1: Oh wow. Know, waiting for
2: the sequel to come out already because I shouldn't have ended the book like that and I want more and I'm waiting for it and I need it yesterday. So yeah, um, it, it's definitely uh, an emotional book. Um, it will definitely touch you, and it will. And I like I like to educate, enlighten, and entertain in all my books. You know, I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to entertain you, but I also want to educate you. There's things in all of my books that I want you to say, you know what, I, I wonder if that's right. I wonder if that's true. And I want you to do research and find out that it really is true. You know, so you know, I really want to enlighten you as well as entertain you. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to help promote literacy, and yes. I, I definitely want to educate you, and I want you to enjoy what you're reading. I, you know, you're not in class; you don't have to just read this here and these particular guidelines. I want you to mm-hmm. really enjoy what you're reading. I want you to forget about your bills, forget about how, how? high gas is. Forget about the problems on your job. I want you to be gotcha. so into that book, like, wow, I can't believe this, that you forget about all the things that's going on around you, yeah. and you're going to learn something at the same time. So.
1: Absolutely. And that's what movies do for me. Yeah. I have my uh, my favorite is Tyler Perry, but it's, I just I want to saturate myself in that movie.
0: <laughs> so I don't have to think
1: about nothing else, for real. Like I'm, like I'm in there. Like I'm, I'm. That's it. Just mm-hmm. tunnel vision. So yeah. That, you know, my uh, wife tells
2: me the same thing. She tells me the same thing. She's like, I, I like when I read your books because when I read your book, it's mm-hmm. like I'm actually sitting there watching right. a movie. I can see everything happening. I could see that person walk across the room and slap that person. I could mm-hmm. see the other person fall into the floor. You know, she's like. That's what I like, you know. I like yeah. intimacy. So, you know, yeah. that's what I want to do there in There has to book. be something to keep your sense sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Wow.
2: So that was my third. Um, Of course, my first was Disenfranchised Lovers, which i um, about okay. a guy named Jamal.
1: Um, now, it says in stores now. What stores is it in?
2: Uh, well, it was in Borders uh oh wow okay yeah it was in all the borders and um you could also go online like the borders dot com, Noble dot com, um working on getting it in um urban books. I think Caribou they closed up. Um there's a few more that I wanna get into and also um most of the websites and working on um Getting it into the Walmart and Target, which is Anderson Merchandisers. And, I, you know, I know they're a little hard to get into. I've tried once before, but, you know, now. Walmart is to hard folks. to get into? Yes, yes, yes. Because mm. you got to go through okay. Anderson Merchandisers. They're the ones who distribute to all the Walmarts and um, the Targets all over the world. But once you get in, you will be okay. Um oh, okay. Is it Black Expressions? There are kinda of hard to get into but you know you have to keep trying and keep trying to find different angles and some of them will only talk to you once you've had a certain amount of book sales and everything. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta keep trying to work in angles and find somebody who's willing to talk to you because most people aren't going to give you the time to um you know let you know what you have to do in order to get your book in there. But you know you can always go to the brick and mortar stores and um Usually talk to the owner personally, you know. But the bigger chains, there's there's a different way you got to go about with them. So, yep. And I'm definitely okay. working on it, you know, because I figure every big publisher at one time they started off just like I did. So I'm not afraid That's of getting right. out there and you know punching a few holes out there, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna keep working at it, and I'm very determined. You know, I think everybody has to have a desire and a determination to them because if you don't, you're not going to make it. You know, it's a cutthroat world out there, and you have to hold your ground, and even if you get beat down, you get back up and brush your clothes off and everything and keep marching forward. So, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> okay, what... Um. What is your take on, this has been um, a concern of mine, I got an email from a new author, like brand new, brand new, and uh, it was about getting exposure, of course, you know, being on radio shows and different stuff is exposure for your uh, book. And um, this is my thing. What would you say to authors who... Um, brand new, got your mm-hmm. book, you just got the shipment in, now what? Everyone's on Amazon, BarnesandNobles.com. Cool, fine. But what would you say to the new author who thinks, I, I don't know, I I think some people think that people are going to like magically just know that their book is out. And go to Amazon.com and scroll through all the thousands of books that's on there and purchase there. <laughs>
0: so what would
1: you say to, um, yeah, what would you say to the, um, the, the brand new, yeah, author? i tell hoops. you, if
2: that was the case, we would all be millionaires. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. We'd
2: all be millionaires. But uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. And I'm going to tell you, your success, will depend on how hard you market. I suggest that you market your book and you promote your book.
5: You mm-hmm. spread the
2: word and you do it like there is no tomorrow. Like each breath exactly. you take depends on it, okay? Um. I would say do the interviews. Call people. Um. Generally, I know there's a rule out there that they say you shouldn't pay for interviews, mm-hmm. but – you know, in another sense, okay, if that interview is really going to help you. And it's not some outrageous price that they're actually charging mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and that
1: was the email right. I got, too. That was the email yeah. I got. I'm sure yep. there's one out there. You know, I've had somebody call
2: me up one time, and they're like, hey, you know, I, I see your website, I like what you're doing and everything, and I would really love to have you on my radio, and I would love to um, set up a date and time and, you know, talk mm-hmm. to you and interview you and everything. And I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds good, that's nice, I would love to.
5: Great. I just
2: like I got this day open, this day open, and this day open. Which one did you want? And I was like, Well, I'll take this day And they was like, All right, good, that's great. So I got you penciled in. She was like, Now one last thing, um we charge blah 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 amount of money, um, before you can do the interview and I was like, Huh, what? What did you say? Say, oh, it must have been a lot. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You, um, yeah, it, it was kind of a turnoff. You know what? Maybe if they if they would have changed their approach, um, okay, I might have would have done it. But mm-hmm. because of the way they did it, it was almost like they tried to lock me in and trap me and say, "Oh, and mm-hmm. you're going to pay for this," and I didn't like that. You know. Mm.
0: Okay. It, yeah, it, it was a real
2: turnoff to me. You know. Um, I would have preferred them to just say to me, hey, look, we do charge, but, you know, we would really love to interview you and this and that and another, and would you still be willing to do it? Don't do all that and then say, well, we charge this amount of money and you have to pay this, you know.
0: Mm, so,
2: okay. But it's yeah. up to the individual person because I know times is hard for everybody. So, um, you know, there is a few um, that you might want to pay for, you know, if it's really going to help you. Okay, I'll put a seat like this here. Would you prefer to make 30 or 50% of something, or would you like 100% of nothing? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of money to make money. Um, if that's what it's going to take to get you out there initially, then mm-hmm. I suggest you do that, you know, because if it's going to help you, then that's what you need to do because nobody knows who you are.
1: I ain't going to lie. Exactly. I, have,
2: I have nothing against uh, Diggy, Run's son, and I have nothing against uh, Will and Data's kids. But you know what? They got a financial backbone, and they got successful uh, parents in the right. singing industry right. and you in know, the action that. world. Right. So, <laughs> so it was real easy for them to shoot up to number exactly. one on the right. charts or, you know, be in a big blockbuster movie. You know, when you're coming from where I'm coming from, straight from the streets, then, um, you know, you got a whole different kind of approach. You know, there's a whole different approach to it. So, you know, we got to get out there. We got to hustle. Everything ain't just sitting there laid out for us. Uh, A whole team of people, you know, sitting there um, helping us write the book or anything like this. We're doing everything on our own. You know, mm-hmm. so
5: do what you got to do.
2: If you got to get out there and pay for a couple of them, do that. I forgot, there was a lady, I don't remember her name or the name of the book, but I remember reading an article a few months ago. Um, she had been searching around for like six or seven years trying to get her book published. And everybody turned her down talking about um, they didn't think her book was all that marketable or promotable, so they told her to keep changing it and, you know, come back later or whatever. Well, she decided to go the electronic means and put it on Kindle and Nook, and she put it out there for 99 cents.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: actually, her book took off. I mean, she made enough money off of that book to the point where she could quit her job and live off of...
1: Shut up. What was her name?
2: I don't... You know what? I don't remember her name. (laughs) Um
1: Wow. But okay.
2: I just remember reading the article and yes, I mean it was literally ninety nine cents. Um and then once she started making so much money, I mean she said she was making a couple thousand dollars a month, it got to the point where she was making a couple thousand dollars a month off of this book. And mm. then all of a sudden now all the publishers and stuff started coming to her now you I think want me. We can yeah. Do your book, I think we can do it. until this day she has not one book printed yet. She's been doing a whole lot of online sales, and she and she said she actually paid for a few interviews, and she actually paid for a, um a review, and from them promoting it and liking her book, and from the interviews and stuff, got the right crowd, and it took off.
1: So she so, self-published.
2: Yes, she self-published. Yeah. Yep. In the meantime, we're trying to find a publisher. So now. You know, when she said, when she talked to the publisher and they were like, Well, hey, we can help you out. We can do the book now. We can do this. And when they told her the royalties that she would be getting from those books, she laughed at them. She was like, Well, I'm making more than that now doing it by myself. What do I pay for? You know, um, I, I made it. I'm here. You know, so, like I was saying, if you need to pay, pay somebody. I mean, you don't have to go crazy. Don't go overboard. You don't have to pay a couple hundred dollars. You know, but if you pay maybe thirty forty dollars or what have you whatever you can afford at that time, you know that's gonna help you. I would say make sure you're um interviewing and reviewing with the right people um that's the right genre for your book because every book has a particular crowd to 'em you know you have your drama, you have your sci fi you have this, you have that christian fiction um if somebody is promoting a bunch of sci fi stuff. You're not going to take an urban book and go to them and expect them to promote it. For one, they're not really going to be that into it. For two, you're trying to hit a crowd that really doesn't care for that type of book. So all of that um, plays a factor in your success and how you um, make money off of your book. You definitely have to hit certain groups, certain age ranges. You know, um, take a look at all that. You know, when you're out there promoting your book and who you want to interview with and who you want to do your reviews and stuff. Don't just go to any anybody because they say they can do a review and they're this, they're that, they're five stars, they're the best this. It mm-hmm.
0: doesn't matter.
2: It's all about who listens to them and what type of book you're putting out and what type of book their listeners like. Right. So do your research. Always do your research before you do anything. Like I've always heard somebody say, you measure twice but you cut once. You don't want to measure, cut, measure, cut again.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's
2: my advice for them.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Jumpy. Good evening, and we are back. This is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Ms. Mocha. Tonight, our guest is author, CEO, and founder of King for Life Publications, uh, Brian L. King. Brian, I see on the website you offer editing services. Yes. How important is editing for your book?
2: It is very important, and I would definitely recommend that you don't edit your own book.
1: I tried I've been hearing first. a lot of that.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've tried it at first. When I was inexperienced, and I didn't know any better, I've tried it. You know, uh, trust me, you're going to miss something. Plus, you're going to be partial to your own writing. You need someone that's not you to read your own material. Um Even I don't do it. I have um, editors that I will freelance out to. I don't sit here and read your book and try to sit there and, you know, I can read it and say, hey, there's a misspelled word here, a misspelled word there, Uh, you missed a quotation there, whatever. But, you know what? That's for some other, that's a different type of person there that sits there and be meticulous and can edit, you know. Every sentence, every line, every word, you know, and I definitely recommend, because it goes back to how serious you are about your business and your craft. Um, And also, like I said, if your book isn't put together right, um, you could lose a potential lifelong customer, you know I like, ah, you know the book was all right, but eh, I didn't really care for it'cause it you know this was wrong, that was wrong, this was wrong, and there are constant mistakes, I mean, granted, there's a lot of books I've read, and yeah, you might find a typo here and there, it happens, even from mm-hmm. the best writers from Zane, to uh, Omar Tyree to uh, Eric Jerome Dickey, you know, you mm-hmm. might find a miss go where it happens you got seventy five to a hundred thousand words it. It's easy just to you know get one typo here and there, but the thing is you don't want to have mistakes on every single page. You don't want to have run-on sentences. You don't want to have a half a sentence and then it drops down and you know and then it continues on like three lines down or you know. So you know that that's a big turnoff to a lot of people and they feel like they're not getting their money's worth. So there are some people out there who won't buy another book. You get one shot, one chance. That's it. You blow it, you're done with that person, and don't let them be out there talking about your book to other people because then they'll be like, ah, eh, you know what? I heard that book ain't all that, so I'm, I'm gonna pass that one up <laughs> and go to this one right here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it happens, yeah. But you know, if you pretty much get it together, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, hey, that's a new author, um, you know, I mean, there was a mistake here and there, but you know, it was still put together nice. I will. Buy another book and give them another chance. So I highly recommend you get your book edited. And even so, even if you publish through me, you don't even have to have it edited through me. Um, I would say have it professionally edited, but it doesn't per se have to be through me. I just want you to have the best product possible that you're presenting to other people because the thing is you want to build longevity.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with that, especially if you plan on um, putting out more books.
2: Yeah, yeah. There ain't too many one-hit wonders, and then you disappear. There, there's not really. Uh, that many it's identities.
1: really not. I never thought of that.
2: Yeah, you are definitely
1: <laughs> right about that. Yeah,
3: much,
2: uh, There, I mean, there's. Uh, if there is one, I can't think of them. There might be one out there. I just can't think of their name. So.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I found the lady that made. She made $2.5 million on wow. uh, publishing her book, her her unpublished book on Kindle. Yeah, wow. 2.5 million. She sold 1.5 million books.
0: Was it Ooh. a white lady?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: okay, we might be talking about the same person then. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, it, it, I just Googled it. You know, everything's in Google.
2: <laughs> so You got that right. The whole world at your yeah. fingertips. You're right,
1: you're right, yeah yeah, um, wow, can you give us your website for any listeners that are um interested in getting published through your company yeah. or edit or even just using the editing services and i'm I'm looking at the the prices on your website, and it's really to me, I think that's an awesome price because um, I did something. I had how many words? I didn't have that many words. I think it was like four thousand or something, but mm-hmm. it was uh, one twenty-five. So to see um, wow. three hundred per every twenty-five thousand words, that's a good price. Yeah.
0: Yes, it that's is a I'm good not, I'm, price because I
1: paid rich. almost half no. of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get rich off of you. Uh. If that was the case, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd be doing something else. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm trying to help you um, get to where you need to be to be in a position where you can be successful. You know, um, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme for me to, you know, hurry up and make some quick money. It's not about the quick money. It's about doing what I do and helping somebody else at the same time. So, yes, our um, editing service is 300 per Twenty-five thousand words, and if it's less than twenty-five thousand words, we'll prorate it. And um, you know, I think that's a very, very reasonable price. And um, I've heard people call me up and they ask me about my editing, and it's like, well, so and so wanted to charge me two thousand dollars. Another person Mm. said six thousand dollars. I was like, "Oh, I can promise you, I will not charge you that much to have your book edited." You know, right? And
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't twenty five thousand words is really not a lot. It doesn't take long to get to. You're
2: it, right, and since the average book novel is roughly around seventy five thousand words anyway, so you're looking right. at roughly about nine hundred dollars to have your book professionally edited.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, that's a very good very good price. And my website is www.kingforlifepublications.com That's K-I-N-G the number 4 L-I-F-E publications.com So please get on my site, check it out, check out my prices. Um, I have a number on there where you can call me if you want to ask questions. I have an email address on there, which is Brian L. King at Kingforlifelications dot com You can email me. I promise I won't charge you. You can feel free to call me anytime. leave a message. I'll get back to you. I'll email you back. um you know if you ever have a question or something doesn't sound right and you just want to know something, hey, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you out. Um I've had plenty of people call me that wasn't Um, being published through me or one of my editing service. They just wanted some information and, you know, I'm more than happy to uh, share some information with you. Um, You know, like I said, I'm not trying to get rich off of you or anything like that, you know, but I would like to help you out and, you know, point you in the right direction or, you know, if you have something you want to know whether something was right or wrong or whatever, um, I'll definitely let you know my opinion on it and, It doesn't matter what somebody tells you, always do your research, you know. Just like I'm sure right now, you're sitting there with a pen and pad in your hand and you're writing down certain things. Well, that's what they need to do when they're talking to public. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Even when you talk to me, hey, have a pen and pad in your hand, write it down, hey, go do your research, you know. Don't just take my word for it, check it out for yourself. You know, the same information that's available to me is available to you, you just have to have the desire and the determination to seek that information.
1: Absolutely. I agree completely. Yes, I always, you know what, it's just a habit. I, I love writing anyway, so I got a million notebooks, and so why my book ain't finished now. But um, I'm always taking notes during my interviews because I'm learning as well. And every interview is different. Everyone has a different experience. Everyone has a different cool. opinion about, you know, different things. So you learn something new every day. And I'm trying to learn everything I can about this field. So, um. I'm sure, you're learning a
2: lot. And you know what? You really do learn a lot more when you get a lot of different opinions. And then you yes. create your own happy medium for yes. you. That's you. So that's Absolutely. good. You're, you're becoming culturally diverse.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you can get stuck in, um, I always um, talk about that on the show. When you you get caught up in what such and such said and what this person said, what that person said, mm-hmm. and you have your own, still your own goals and visions that you want for yourself. But when you listen, you have to just you just have to be careful. And like you said, take everybody's and and find your own spot in there. And, oh, and hey, then let's go add from one more thing. I don't
2: go want ahead. to cut you off, but. Go know, I do have to add one more thing in there. You guys, please don't take what everybody say as the oh. Bible because you yes. do have some people out there. You will come across some people who will intentionally give you bad information That's because right. they will feel like they're in direct competition with you and they don't want you to steal their money. So people will intentionally tell you bad information. But I'm going to tell you, I've, I've been in bookstores and I've ran into people, almost every bookstore that I went in and my books was in that store, I've had at least two, three people buy my book while I'm in that store. And it doesn't matter which store I was in. When they find out I was the author, they went right there, grabbed the book, and boom, autographed it and they were paying for it and out the door they went. But let me tell you, as readers, hmm. this is the story that I hear from readers, they tell us, authors, that we don't write fast enough for them,
5: so mm-hmm. they are always
2: looking for something new. They always want something else, just like everybody who finished my uh, book lies, confessions, and consequences. You know, mm-hmm. I've had quite a few people already call me up. And, are you almost finished the sequel? I want to know the sequel. I want to know what's going on with Deja and Nikki. You know, and you know, they, it's like they want it literally that fast. By the time they got finished reading that book, I should have been stuffing the new book there, the sequel and saying, okay, it's ready, I'm going to release it now. You know, I Mm. mean, they literally wanted that task. When they close that book up and put it on the bookshelf, they want to pick up the sequel and continue reading that book. So, you know, people shouldn't feel threatened, but people are like that, and you got people that are greedy. I really think there is room at the top for everybody, but everybody don't think like me. That's what makes us all different.
1: Mm, I agree. Be careful
2: what some people tell you. Do your research.
1: Yes, because I was told for my own uh, little sample, I sent to someone, um, and he's been a guest on my show. But this was like five, six years ago. He told me this, um, but I still followed him. He's still a good writer. He's still a good publisher, doing very well. But he read mine my. my the little sample, and he said, I wouldn't, if you were presenting your book to me, I wouldn't publish your book. There's not a market for it. It's not going to sell. He said, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. And then. (laughs) Wow. And so I was like, okay. I mean, I wasn't totally torn up, but I was just like, okay. Hmm. I mean, but that could
2: be his opinion. Maybe he was a little harsh about it, but, I mean, he's entitled to have Mm -hmm. his opinion, but I really wouldn't say that to anybody because I really feel like any book, I think you could write a book about dirt and Mm -hmm. if you put the right cover on it and you put the right right words out and tell somebody about it. I mean, you could make that dirt sound like it's a a freshly baked Oreo cookie or a chocolate chip cookie and everybody's Mm -hmm. standing in line to buy that book. So I think it's all on the individual, you know, and how they market it will determine yeah. whether you make it or not. So, And there's somebody then, out there that will read just about anything.
1: That's right. But but I had another author turn around and tell me. I hung up from him, and then I caught this other one. He said, let me explain something to you. Don't listen to nobody. You write your book and sell your book. Your audience will find you. Those who like your book will buy your book, period. Well, it was just like that no. simple. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, don't get caught up in, that's so true when, when um, Brian says, don't get caught up in what people say and listen to everybody. Get on the Internet. Get on the Internet. You should be on there right. anyway. Get on the Internet. Do your own research because exactly. it's information out here. It's not a rocket science. If you have people around you that don't want to help you, get on the Internet. There's plenty of people that help you, and Google is always willing to help. I Google post, everything. <laughs> Google and, and ask.com. Yes.
2: Yes. They will it help you out. Free. They'll be your best friend when you're a writer.
1: That's right. That is All absolutely your answers right. Is right here. You
2: just got to ask the right question.
1: Yeah. So, um... Wow, lots of information we've gotten from Brian today. uh, we've talked about editing, marketing like there's no tomorrow for the new author. Sometimes you may have to pay for interviews sometimes you don't not a big deal um, just man it's 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 never ending um
0: just uh
1: exposing yourself as um, your brand. Just like he said, your cover is like a a business card. So you should really be trying to put, and not to say you got to spend a whole lot of money on it either, but you want it to be attractive. You want somebody to just grab it and say, oh, what is this about? And they probably never heard of you, but once they see the book cover, it may be, I know I've seen um, some really great book covers. So uh, it's definitely an attraction, period, and um, that's that. So, yes, you want to invest into your brand. You want to invest in your book. That's you. That's your business. If you plan on really taking this thing to the top, then, yeah, you need to, while you at the bottom, start trying to do put out the best, what you consider the best that's going to represent you. Because when, when they pick up that book, that's representing you. So, um, as right. well as the editing, <laughs> so
0: yes, yes, I've seen definitely.
1: it all. Yeah. See,
2: the cover makes them pick up the book, but the editing will keep them in the book. <laughs>
1: right. So think about
2: it like that, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. In fact,
2: um, I'm in the process of uh, writing two more books. Um, um I almost finished my fourth book, which it's not. A fiction book it's actually a self-help self-motivation book called detoxify your life oh wow like yeah I feel like I feel like you know I don't like to see people you know try to kick somebody water down We should be picking mm-hmm. them up helping them um, mm-hmm. you know we need to learn to support each other we need to learn to get out there and do things for ourselves Instead of hating on somebody else because they have it or mad at them because they got it and won't share it with you. Well, get mm-hmm. off of your dead butt and go out there and mm-hmm. get it yourself. You have just as much opportunity as the next person, but you choose not to. If you have another Bye. person who is out there and they're making all this money, and you got another person sitting out there plotting on, they're plotting on how they can sue them to get their money, their hard-earned money that they just worked for. Um, mm-hmm. It deals with communication. We need to learn to communicate with each other, with your significant other, your children. You know, a lot of people don't talk to their children. I believe you do. Me and my wife, we have a disagreement. Um, I believe my kids should have an opinion. She doesn't believe that, you know, but my thing is if you don't ever talk to your kid and you don't allow them to talk, well, how do you know what's really on their mind? Yeah, true enough, Mm -hmm. they can lie to you, they can, and they will. You know, but for the most part, if you don't really communicate with them, how do you really know what's on your mind? You got some of these kids out here doing mass murders, killing people at schools and stuff, and they go to the parents and they're like, I had no idea that they thought like that or that they were so depressed. Well, did you ever sit down and try to talk to them? You know, regardless of whether they give you the right answer or not, have you even tried to communicate and talk to them to see what's on their mind or see what's going on? No, most
5: of them haven't,
2: you know. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to communicate with your spouse. And, you know, you're not always going to agree, you know, and if somebody agrees with everything you say 100% of the time, they're probably lying because not everybody agrees 100% of the time. Just be able to agree to disagree sometimes. Um, It talks about you as a person, you know, if you dress professional you look professional you talk positive and professional then people will take you more seriously but if mm. you dress all doppy clothes all baggy hanging off of you half your shirt tail out you know you got a shoe and a sneaker on you know and you feel like are talking about hey i want to be a ceo everybody's going to turn around and laugh at you you know mm. they're going to think they on comic view or something so you know you definitely have to um dress the part. You know, if you want to be a successful business person, then you dress like that. For a woman, dress in business attire. Don't dress like you're going to the club unless that's where you work at. Or dress (laughs) like a hoochie, you know, and always tugging on your clothes. If you got to keep tugging on your skirt to pull it down, then that means it's too small. Take it off and give it back to your daughter, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, So, and and, and that's another thing that's in there is your friends. If you have real friends, Mm. they should tell you that you look tacky, you look like a whore, you look professional, you look nice. You know, if you just got a friend that's going to let you walk outside looking any old kind of way, then they're not really your friend, you know, and you shouldn't be mad at them for telling you how you look or what you're doing because a real friend should be able to tell you that and you shouldn't be offended. Okay, you don't have to like what they say, but you shouldn't be offended by it really good book. I think a lot of people will enjoy it, and I have some steps in there, um, a few scrolls if you want to say that, to um, help you understand or process the thought of, do you have what it takes to be successful? Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of people will start a project or start something and never finish it. I used to be like that myself, you know. I would start something, and before I finish it, I'm moving on to the next project, then the next project, then the, next project then the next project. Then I have all these open projects, and mm-hmm. nothing's completed. You know, and, mm, and so a lot of us are that. like that. Yeah. Learn to finish what you start. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a really good book. And then after that. Now, what's that, the title
1: of that book again?
2: It's called Detoxify Your Life. And hopefully Detox- it will oh, be out okay. very, very soon. I would have been finished already, but like I said, I had to go back and I started tightening up and, um, you know, closing all my loose ends up because I didn't want to have a bunch of loose ends open, you know. I'm I'm learning to finish everything that I start, so that's what took me a little longer than I anticipated to finish that book, but I'm almost finished. I'm on the last chapter. just got to write a little more, you know, get it edited, tweaked and everything, and hopefully it'll be out very soon. And last but not least, um, I have one last book that I'm writing mm-hmm. at the current. It's based off of a woman's life. It's called Deceived from the Wound. Oh, this book is definitely, um, it's definitely uh, going to be an emotional book, you know. And I told this person, you know, before I started writing it, and I think a lot of people, um, I think even Omar might have said something um, in his interview on Wednesday about people when they write biographies, they want you to put this but not put that. You know, know, and when people come to me and talk about biographies, well, I also tell them, you know, hey, we're not writing this. If we do it, we're not going to write this book to glorify you, okay? You have to put the bad.
5: That's right.
2: You can't just put all this good stuff in there and everything. Because, okay, let's be honest. Sex and controversy sells. If you look at everything on TV, it either has sex in it Or it has conflict. Why do you think all these uh, reality housewives shows are out there now? Because there's so much conflict, you know, or there's sex and conflict in it. Well, if you write your book, you need to put the bad as well as the good. Unfortunately, we're living in a society where people love to relish in somebody else's misery or somebody else's pain. So... You know, you have to put everything in there to make it believable, to make it real, you know, and that's what sucks them in, you know, when they realize that, you know, you've had hard times just like they do. You know, they don't want to sit there and buy your book to read about how you had such a good life and everything is copacetic and now I'm going to make a couple extra million off of you buying my book to tell me nothing, you know. So you really have to be honest with yourself first before you even decide that you want a, want a biography done. But right. it's called Deceived from the Womb, and uh-huh. it's basically that. She has been pretty much deceived and fighting for her life from birth to adulthood to you know, finally meeting her husband and, you know, living happy ever after. But it's been a hard, hard road, and I know it's going to be a jaw-dropper for most people. You know, they're just going to – I mean, some of the stuff that's going to be in that book, you're just going to sit there and be like, this can't be real. This is this is not real. Okay, I know they're inflating us the here. And, no, nothing's going to be inflated. It's just going to be cold, hard, and raw as it happens. So, yep, definitely look for that book to come out. Maybe the end of this year, maybe early next year, somewhere in that time frame. But yes, it's definitely in the mix there.
1: That I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna need that one, and and the detoxified <laughs> one. So, yeah. I hope those will be out this year. I will yeah.
2: definitely well, be uh,
1: purchasing those. Well, I
2: tell you uh, what, if you also like, if that sounds good to you. We we never talked about my second book called Euphoric Revelations. That's another one that um, it was based out of Baltimore. And most of my books, you know, they are based off of real life events. I've taken different segments of people's life and I put it all together in a fictional format. And um, wow, well, you know, it's kind of like what what Omar said too. I think he said something about you know, there's really no such thing as fiction. You know, because it's kind of mm. happening in somebody's life. It always life comes somewhere. from
1: somebody. That's yeah. right.
2: Yeah, and, and and he's right because, you know, quite a few, you know, the stuff that I wrote about, it actually happened in somebody's life. Mm. So, but I really think you would enjoy um, Euphoric Revelations as well. There's a lot in there. And just from the few times that we've tweeted each other and, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing you talk everything, I really think there's a character named Worm that's in that book. He's towards the end of the book. But I think you will really fall in love with him.
5: I'll just give you a, <laughs> oh, gotta give give you a little. Oh, i got to give him a Okay, he, okay. He a guy,
2: about 18 mm-hmm. years old. He went to jail. He was illiterate. The reason why he went to jail, because he was illiterate. He didn't know how to represent himself or, you know, uh, communicate effectively. So mm-hmm. he went to court on a rape charge. He ended up getting life in prison because he had a little public defender who really didn't care about him. All he seen was this little black kid, you know, getting in trouble and stuff, um, really didn't know how to read and write, you know. So he just figured, okay, yeah, it might as well be better off just to put him in jail anyway. Well, anyways, he ended up getting life in prison. So one day he overheard these two officers talking, laughing, and talking about how they got over on people and how they did this and how they did that. And it kind of raised him because he thought about how he was, unjustly put in prison, so it sparked a fire under him. He ended up going to the law library. He he taught himself how to read and write. He became so engrossed in learning that he started reading every book, every magazine, every newspaper, anything. I'm talking about note cartons that got ingredients on it. I mean, he started reading everything. He dedicated himself to reading, and he came to the point that You could ask him anything about anything, and he had an answer for it. It was like when he talked, it doesn't matter who was around, everybody stopped to hear his answer and what he had to say. I mean, literally, the prison would practically shut down where he's at because everybody wanted to hear what he had to say. And because he educated himself, he went back to court. He had his case overturned. It ended Mm. up getting released from prison because he taught himself how to read and write, but he was a very, very, very intelligent man, and I think you will fall in love with that guy. Not to Uh mention he's probably going to make you drop a few tears, but that's a very good book. I think you will really love that book as well.
1: Okay, well, I got my two books. I see you have two for 25 For the listeners, he got two for twenty five on the website. So, um, check out Brian L. King, King for Life com. That's King, the number four, Life, L I F E Publications.com. Doing big things. Um, wow, I'm excited now to see you. you, You're telling too much about these books now. I really got (laughs) to get them now. Um, It was really great having you on the show tonight. A lot of great information. For those of you who may have missed the interview or even parts of the interview, feel free to go back and listen. Really a lot of great information concerning publishing, editing. He offers editing services, uh, really great prices, and and just really um, Brian has a heart for the um, self-publishing author. And um, like he said, he started his company to basically um, lend a hand to those who uh, have difficult times with the the major publishers or, you know, well, no, your book is not going to sell. We don't want you and getting all of those. So you can take it upon yourself to self-publish. It's a process, but it can definitely happen, and it can be successful. So um, we definitely want to... um, Congratulate you on your uh, company started in January two thousand eleven, and um, yeah. looking forward to some of these projects for two thousand twelve. <laughs> so that's right. yeah, finish up some of them the ones that's not finished so we can get the yeah get the show on the road. So right. um, I'll, be, I'll
2: be typing when we when we finish. I'll go right back to typing. <laughs>
1: oh wow, that's awesome. Um, I've been trying to work on mine as well. Mine says. uh whatever you want to call it, biography or memoir. I ain't I'm not sugarcoating nothing though. I'm telling it.
0: Yeah, I so. got you a little
2: excerpt there. Um I think oh, you did you? It Twitter Uh-oh. Or something. yeah I've seen it. I got it I got it in my email somewhere but I'm definitely gonna check it out and then I'll be calling you.
1: Yeah, calling call you. me. So, okay, call me 'cause, uh, cause I put it out there to get this yes. I put it out there to get some uh, feedback and I really didn't get none. So, yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay. I get
2: to it, but I do have it, and I will be getting to it, and I will be giving you some feedback,
1: okay? Oh, great. I I really appreciate that. Um, But I'm going through and just doing my own little, you know, every time you go back and read it over, you find some stuff to reword or revamp. So before oh I my do God. my major ed- editing here, I know.
2: It's so <laughs> funny you say that. that. Trust me, if you go back a hundred times,
1: I know. A hundred
2: times you will find something you want to change. I mean, it is, it's is—it's okay to go back, but I'm going to tell you, don't change so much. Okay. If you change too much, you're going to have to change other things because eventually you're going to start affecting other parts of the book, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I put this here. Now i got to change okay. this over here. So, yeah, be careful. It's okay to okay. go back and change, but don't do too much.
1: Wow! No, I didn't know that. Okay. One
2: thing can affect something else.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. Great advice. See. Okay. Now <laughs> I know. So I just make this the last time. I, I I go back then. I won't go back anymore. But I definitely will be utilizing your editing services. So you will be hearing from me. Okay. We'll be on. We'll be in contact on Twitter anyway. Oh, sure and we will. look to have you back on the show when if your other projects pleasure. come out. Yeah, got to have you back. Um, I'm looking to do at least one or two events this year here in Chicago. So, like I said, I'll be looking up some of my great guests and see who wants to come and be a part. So uh, you'll definitely be on my list. All right,
2: sounds nice. You know, the last time I was in Chicago, I almost froze to death. We get
1: a lot of those stories.
2: Yeah, I went to Great Lakes for a boot camp back in 89, and, oh, my God, I, it's a nice place, but, oh, my
1: God, what the yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah, that winter time, it ain't no joke. I'm sick of it. Yeah, the, well, you know, the time is, is okay, right. but yeah. I'm tired
2: of it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's why I moved south, okay? That's why I'm down here in Charlotte now.
1: <laughs> I ain't mad at you.
0: Um,
1: yeah, we will definitely be... um supporting you, and um, we look forward to your um, up-and-coming projects. I will be purchasing those two books tonight. Thank you um, very much. It will be my pleasure. Um, You enjoy the rest of your evening and have a great weekend.
2: Thank you. You too, and I'll be in touch soon.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Wow, great, great, great author, great information. We talked about editing and selling your book and um, just the writing, the whole self-publishing process. Um, don't be afraid to self-publish. I think we get so caught up in being signed with the major publishing company that a lot of times we um, – we get kind of cold feet when it comes to trying to do it ourselves. It is a process. Well, it's not that much involved, but it's hard work. Like uh, Omar Tyree said, Wednesday, if you missed that interview, please go back and listen to that interview. Awesome, awesome interview. Great information. He Go to his website. It awesome. This just great information. All of our authors that come on the show, just they leave us with so much information. And he's, he was right. Brian said, you should have a notebook and a pen in front of you. I always have it because I take notes. I sit here and I take notes on all the information that they give. Everyone has a different form, a different experience, you know, so um, you never really hear the same thing twice. Maybe every once in a while, but it still may come at a different approach or something like that. So um, go back and listen to some of our interviews if you have missed any of them, and um, uh, I guarantee you you'll get some great information. You'll learn some things, and um, that's what we're here for. I have a caller, I believe, wants to come on. I'm going to bring them on. Hello? Hi. Miss Mocha, Hi. yes, I just wanted to say I love your show. Um, I I wanted to call in earlier, but I was afraid I was going to miss some information, so I was listening. But I listen to you all the time, and and you really have a great uh, set of guests that come on, and they just keep motivating me to get my my stuff in order. I I think it's great what you're doing.
5: You know, Thank these, you. we got
1: re- I got resources now. I feel I don't feel alone anymore. I felt like, you know, I was pretty much in this by myself, and where do I get started? You know, you can only Google so much. But the people you have on there, they they talk about their experiences and what we need to do as writers and readers, you know. I just I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, and thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please continue to pass the word. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, and you have a good evening. You too. Okay, bye bye. Wow, um, I just want to thank the listeners for calling in. Um, I know sometimes you don't always maybe get through. Sometimes we actually had a line split up and can't get to everybody. But I really do appreciate the callers who call in and the listeners who listen in through. The um, internet. Um, we definitely appreciate you and continue to listen. If you have, I always say, if you have any suggestions, any comments, email us Black Writer Space. That's with two S's uh, at gmail dot com. Check out our blog site. It's Black Writer Space with two S's dot blogspot dot com. And um, I encourage our listeners to go to uh my networking site, Black Riderspace. Uh, this is what actually this is the site that um launched Black Writers space back in early two thousand seven. It's Black space, with two S's. dot dot com. feel free to go on there. It's free now. It will not be staying free for long. So please um, when you get a chance go on there, create a profile and um, network with us. I have about 350, I think I have 351 members now. So anyhow, we're always looking to add to the family. Um, check out us on Facebook. I got two Facebook pages. One is Miss Cafe Mocha Studios because I also do photography too. So I'm posting on there with Black Rider Space and photography. Um, check out... Um, Black Rider Space Magazine launch. We do um, have a magazine coming out early March, so look for that. It won't be in print in the beginning. I was going to do print and digital. No, we're just going to do digital, so look for that. I'll have a website for that as well. And also, um, what else do we have? The blog site, the name site, the two Facebook, and Twitter. We are on Twitter. Um, so check us out. We're on. I'm on Google as well. I have a group, uh, not a group, but a page profile on Google as well. So you can always just go to Google.com, like I said earlier in the show. Google is free. So if you uh, confused about finding something or you can't find it on the internet go to google and put it in google you can go right now and google black writer space and i guarantee you some of the interviews gonna come up some of the websites gonna come up i've been all over the internet since 2006 so feel free to 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 search us and and see what we've been doing but this was my ultimate goal my um radio talk show mentor gerard mclendon google him too good He's the one that gave me the idea to do the radio show for Black Writer Space. So I definitely um, thank God for him, uh, just placing him right there at the time, right placing the right time to, to even give me that that tip. So um, I didn't even see. I mean, I was like, radio show, what? But now that I'm doing it, I love it. Um, it's open more opportunities for people to get resources, like the caller said, now she has resources. So sometimes you just need that extra push to um encourage you to go forth with your visions and your dreams and don't listen to people negative people. Just don't don't even be bothered with that. Keep focused on what it is that you want to do and just do it. When you when you um make a step forward to do something and you're determined, God will send people to help you. He will place people where it hey, don't matter where you are. So you it could be in a grocery store, or in the um in the restroom. <laughs> it could be anywhere. So, um, just do it. Just do it. And um, if you need any help, you can always email us do your research. Google. There's all kind of websites out here for self publishing and writing books and uh, editing. And um, like he said, don't try not to edit yourself. I do know some people that edited their books themselves. I don't. I haven't read their books, but you know, it's it, it's not. What I'm basically trying to say is, it does not take a million dollars to write a book. People think, oh, you need this, you need that, you need this amount of money. You can't publish a book for little or nothing. I'm talking about for almost pennies. So it can happen. And then sometimes you have to start on the bottom. But as you learn, you grow, and as you grow. Your opportunities expand. You meet new people. Get out and go to some of these events. There's so many events this year. I have to sit down and literally pick and see which ones I'm going to go to because I know I can't make all of them. But just to name a few, I will be at the um, Black Book Baltimore Book Expo in uh, Baltimore, Maryland that's given by Tamika Newhouse, and um, it's going to be off the chain. Two of my authors that I had on my show, my first two shows, they're going to be there: Nikki Turner and J.M. Benjamin. So, um, and, and a host of other great authors and writers. So, uh, I will be at that, and I'm going to do my best to make the Black the Black Writers Conference and Reunion. Uh, that website is Black Writers. I believe it's BlackWriters dot org. Check that out. That's an awesome event. They have all kind of classes and workshops, and you get to meet new people. And they um, sometimes they have it. I think one year they had it in Vegas. They have it in different cities. So, but feel free to check out some of those links and um, just be encouraged. Um, continue to watch our post on Facebook. I will be updating the blog this weekend. So some of the guests that we had this week and last week. I will be posting some things on there. I've added some things. Check, please go on and check out the uh, com. Check that out. I added some new things on the front page. So um, we, um, I'm, I'm taking this thing to the next level, period. So um, we love you here, and, and God bless you, and be encouraged. And we will see you back Monday at 7 p.m. Take care, and God bless.
3: Baby When I